How do we handle sin in the church? How do we deal with these relationships? What is the point of relationships, right? Well, today on the podcast, I dive into all of that. And today we are going to look at how are we really supposed to handle sin when we see it in in people that we're connected to? How much of it are things that we actually have gotten wrong? We don't understand so much of how God has called us to build the church. And I am a firm believer that this is, the time is now. Christians, it is time for us to rise up and have the relationships we are created to have so that we can become the people we were created to be. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Redemption Unveiled podcast, where we believe Christians should be the absolute leaders in relationship health. I get it. Relationships are stressful. They're hurtful and confusing. Most of us aren't even sure how to handle the painful betrayals or how to put up boundaries. However, we should feel confident in how we handle our relationship challenges. So be sure to join me every Wednesday on this podcast to become clear in how to handle these difficult things, which is key to living the life we are called to and feeling connected to the God that we love. Hi, I'm Haley. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get going. Hey everyone, welcome back. As you guys know, I love relationships. I think that relationships are a huge key to fulfilling our purpose and our destiny in this life. And so today we're going to look at just how it looks, how it's set up, how do we operate in this, you know? And so what I want you guys to understand is that your relationships you need to have your relationships figured out. You need to understand your relationships in a way that you know what role people play in your life. You understand that you don't operate on the level of honesty or intimacy with every single person in your life. That's not, you know, that's not appropriate. You need to understand who who is in your life that's really helping you get where you're called to go and who is in your life where really it's more about you helping them, right? So one of the things I want to look at today is just how some of these things look really practically, how to have relationships set up in a really good way so that you can do what God has called you to do. So of course, our relationships are not just about us having fun and being treated well. If you're a Christian, at least. Now, if you're not a Christian, I think that might be a pretty good way of handling life, you know, with our people. You're just like, oh, you know, I don't like being around you. I'm just not gonna be around you. Or, oh, I heard you said something mean about me. I'm just gonna not like you, right? That's a, I mean, I think that's a pretty good way to handle things. However, for us Christians, that that's not the way we handle things at all, right? We know that God has given us a clear structure of how to build a church. And the thing I love about God, oh my gosh, I just, I love the things that he teaches us because it's exactly what we need to know. Now, there's a scripture that um, Jesus says, I'm just, is coming to my mind. I'm not looking it up right now, but he says, you know, they will know us by our love. Now, in John 13, 34, Jesus actually says, a new command I give Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Now, this is really interesting because this is actually pretty close to the end of Jesus's life that it's, you know, he's kind of trying to, he's, he kind of does this big download of, hey, I, I need you guys to know this, you know, and that's one of the things he said. And the truth is, um, 
you know, I'm not trying to be mean to Christians, but the truth is, is overall, we don't love any better than non-Christians. But I'm talking about love, right? I'm talking about how do we handle it when people fail us? How do we handle it when people hurt us? How do we handle it when people are wrong, right? In Matthew 18, 15, Jesus is talking about sin within the church. It says, if your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you've won them over. But if they do not listen to you, take along one or two others so that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell the to the church. If they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. A lot of people read that and think, okay, I, that means I need to treat them, you know, poorly or something. But here's, here's what I want to teach you from that, from that teaching right there. Let's say we don't think about church like a Sunday morning service experience, okay? Let's say that we maybe talk, we think about church a little bit more how Jesus walked his life out, okay? So he had a few that were, you know, a little bit closer to him, even in the 12. And then he had the 12 that were a little bit less, you know, close as far as how much he shared his journey with. And then he had the bigger group, you know, maybe 50, maybe 100. Then he had the thousands, right? That that these are people that he lived life with, but the thousands were kind of following him. But he had this group of people around him. And let's call that, you know, their church, their group of people. Now, I understand that Jesus was God, so it's a little bit different where, you know, okay, he was one of them. So, but he's giving us He's giving us a structure here that says, hey, if you have something or, you know, if you feel that someone's out of line, you go to them and talk to them. But if you, if they're not listening, then you take a couple more of your people and you go and talk to them. And if they're still not listening, you take a bigger group. You know, maybe you take the whole 12 or the whole 20 or the 30 and you, you kind of gather around and you, you talk to them. And then at that point, you treat them like a pagan or a tax collector. Now, here's what I want to say to you right now. How did Jesus treat the pagans or the tax collectors? Because from everything I can see, actually, Jesus treated them very kindly. He ate with them. He hung out with them. He treated them great. The thing that Jesus did differently with the pagan and the tax collectors is he pulled back his intimacy, his honesty. He, he you know, with the people closest to him, when I say intimacy, I mean that vulnerability. You know, look at before Jesus died, he took just a, a couple, two, three of his close friends, and he walked a different journey with them. He was more intimate with them, okay? But even with his 12, he was more intimate with the group of 12 than he was with the 50, with the 100, with the thousands. How many times did Jesus teach something to the thousands that he he kept it really broad? But when he brought in to the 12, or sometimes he'd pull aside even just the the one, two, the three, and he would teach a more level of depth, of intimacy, of vulnerability. Here's what I want all of you to understand about your relationships. The problem with the Christian church today, okay, is that honestly, most of us have a church of the depth that Jesus walked with the tax collectors and the pagans. Most of us don't like 
to have that connection and that level of vulnerability. How many of us have had have had situations happen within our own, you know, local like church group or a small group where things just got really off the rails and you realize, oh, we don't even we didn't even know what was going on with with these people. Sometimes our close close friends, you're like, "Wow, I didn't even know you were going through that." Right? It's it's because the the modern day church is really not built on intimacy, connection, true relationship. The, what Jesus is describing there is he's describing people that live connected to each other. He's describing people that are submitted to one another. He's describing people that are walking life out in a way that is close and connected. It's not walking into a building on Sunday or even walking into a small group on a Wednesday night and calling that true connection. Am I against those things? Absolutely not. I'm not against those things. But as a Christian church, we need to rise up and we need to realize that we have to build what God has created for us to build. We need to start understanding these things. The level of vulnerability that we walk, we need to learn how to be vulnerable with the people that God has given us. Okay, so so in this situation, you can even see it here. He's talking about the different levels of intimacy. He says, you know, first go to them one on one, like in that place. And then you take your next, you know, smaller group, but you go to them. And these are the people It's like you're reevaluating what level of life do they really want to walk with you on? He's not saying here, he's not saying treat them badly and cut them out of your life. He's saying, recognize here that as, think about it this way, guys. Okay, so let's think about Judas, right? So Judas walked with Jesus. He was his betrayer. Judas walked with Jesus and he still lived life with him up to the, you know, to the very last day Jesus was free. He had dinner with Jesus, okay? We see Jesus walk this out, okay? We see Jesus that somewhere along the way, Jesus knew Judas was no longer safe. And he shifted. He shifted. He didn't bring Judas in. He he didn't. There was some things that he made sure he kept separate. Does that make sense? Because Jesus was the master at understanding intimacy and appropriate vulnerability. Do you love the Redemption Unveiled podcast? Are you excited every Wednesday morning when it comes out? Let me tell you where you belong. You belong with me in the Redemption Unveiled community. We are a group of women who are dedicated to staying connected to God, even though we're really busy. Every Monday, we start our week off right with a Monday Mindset podcast. And every Thursday, we dive into God's word to see what we can find. With ongoing prayer support and an Instagram for communication, I absolutely love it. And I want you to be a part if it sounds fun to you. Unfortunately, it's not open to join now. However, you're going to want to get on the wait list because that is going to give you the best deal and the earliest access. So head over to redemptionunveiledcommunity.com today and get on that wait list. I'm so excited to have you be a part. Let's get back to today's episode. So often in our church now, in the way we live life, so many of us aren't vulnerable at all. Like we aren't even willing to be vulnerable even with that close one, two, or three people around us. So we've gotten it really messed up that we think that walking into a Sunday morning service 
is what he's talking about here. Because he's not talking about that. He's talking about living life relationship with your people, with your church. And what he's saying here is the people you believe you are closely connected to, it is perfectly good to hold each other accountable. And, and we should be living life when we are living true church. It's odd. Like if, if Carter sets me down and says, hey, babe, I think you're, you've gotten, we need to talk. Like you've gotten off, like something here is off and we need to talk and he can do so with love and kindness and not just shame me or be defensive. Then, then it's like, I would expect him if I just was going off the rails and I wouldn't listen to him, I would hope that he would pull, you know, maybe my mom or, you know, one of my sisters or something and say, Hey, Haley, we need to talk, you know? And if I still was not listening, I would hope that they would pull my, you know, like my whole friends and family and say, hey, we need to gather around. Hey, like she's she's really struggling. But at some point, you have to respect that it is my choice to live how I want, no matter how much that would be hurtful to my friends and family if I just went off the rails. At some point, they would have to say, okay, now what Jesus is saying there is now it is not your job to hold them accountable. It is now your job to let them go and to you, you keep doing your thing, but it is no longer your job to hold them accountable. Does that mean we make up La La Land and say, oh, Haley's in a great place, or oh, she's not doing anything wrong? No, I mean, we can say Haley is really struggling, and she's not making good choices, and she's going off the rails, you know? But what Jesus is saying there is after you live life intimately with someone, it's, it is your job to hold them accountable, But once you realize they no longer want to walk that life with you, it's your job to let them go, okay? Now, this is, I feel like in some ways what I'm saying for so many people wouldn't make any sense because it's so far off from what we've been taught. And that's that's part of what makes me feel frustrated with the Christian culture is even our leadership, you know, all of the people that teach about Christianity We're not being equipped in these things. We're not being taught how to build relationships, how to build a church that actually means something, okay? We have to start pushing past this. And where it gets really exciting is with you. That's where it gets really exciting because you have the power to start creating this in your life today. You have that power. You, the first thing you have to do is you've got to figure out who are your people, Like you're close people. Who is your one? Who is your two? That would be the first one to call you out because they live life the closest with you and they know what you're going through because you live life with them, right? That's what God is saying here. He is, Jesus is saying right here, he's saying, you, we should all have people that we walk pretty dang close with, that they know our ups and our downs and our ins and outs, and they would be the first to call us out, right? And then we have this second group of people where, yeah, we live life with them. You know, maybe we're in a small group. Maybe it's not a small group. Maybe it's just, you know, a texting, you know, group or a group of people we went to school with or, a, you know, a group from our local community of church service. You know what I mean? I mean, it can be, in, it may be our family, like our actual family. Okay. That may be kind of that, that next layer. And then you have your broader group that you're connected with. But here's what I need you to know, that if you're not living 100% honest with someone in your life, then you're missing out on some of the power of God's community. So our healthy relationships 
we have either two choices, like our long-term relationships, okay? Not our healthy. I want to talk about long-term relationships. These are friends and family, marriages, um, long-term friendships, okay? Here's the thing that God put into long-term friendships, um, relationships. Our long-term relationships, we will have one or two choices. We will either heal with these people or we will begin to hide who we are. Okay, I talk about this in my betrayal course a, a lot because we talk about, you know, the hiding that husbands can do and the betrayal that they experience, that a wife experiences. And the truth is, though, is that every single one of us in our life have to decide if we want to have long-term relationships, at some point we will make the choice to, to start healing the person that we are or we will make the choice to hide who we are. Think about this in relation to the scripture I just read. If your brother and sister sins, go and point out their fault, just between the two of you. Think about it this way. Let's say you've lived your life so connected that you have, you have people that you're updating with your struggles. You, they, they know, they know, oh, she has this issue. You know, she struggles with, you know, whatever it is, her alcohol. She struggles with her self-confidence. She struggles, you know, staying faithful in her marriage. She struggles with money spending. She struggles with, you know, feeling, you know, hating people, whatever it is. But think about it this way. What if you lived life so closely that those few people around you, they knew, they knew, okay? They knew your struggles, not because they saw them with their eyes, but because they heard them with your words. Does that make sense? It changes everything, my friends, once you start seeing your relationships no longer as a place that you need to present your best, but some of your relationships are actually the very place that you present your worst. I've talked about this a lot through the years of how I used to have a lot more manipulative, controlling personality, and a lot of that was built on hiding my true intentions. And yet I realized throughout the years that I could not become I could never experience love until I truly learned to be honest with who I was. Because until, and we talked about this last week on the podcast with Carter, until someone really knows you, they can't fully love you. And as long as you know you're hiding some of who you are, you will always have a bit of fear in the relationship because you'll always feel the pressure to keep that mask on. God has given us healthy relationships so that we can heal. Remember, our long-term relationships, we will either heal or we will hide. There is no other options. So many of us have become defensive and we, we, we don't even know how defensive we are to prove our own, you know, being right. You know, we're just so defensive. It says, I want to be right. I need to be right. I'm going to defend that I'm not wrong. You know, if we have someone come to us that is a brother or a sister that says, hey, Haley, I want to talk to you about some things I see in your life. Could you handle that and not be defensive? Because I, I, I personally say not many people could, personally. But I'll tell you right now that I, I send <laughs> my, poor, my poor friends and family, I send monthly, weekly, for some people, you know, maybe not daily anymore. I've had times in my life where I had to send out daily things, but I am sending out messages to people. Guys, I'm struggling. I'm not doing well with this. (laughs) If you know, you know, like if you are one of those people, you know, it's like I struggle. I struggle with the things I do. I struggle with 
putting myself out there sometimes. I struggle. But the truth is, is the peop- God has given me people in my life that I can reach out and say, hey, I would love it if you would pray for me because this is what I struggle with. You see the difference? You see how much freedom? I just want you to know that there's actually freedom in this life that you don't have to feel like you have to be so perfect all the time. You don't have to feel like you have to be so strong all the time. And I'll be the first to say I was the person that thought it was so awkward not to be right and not to be strong. But the truth is, is that is a counterfeit for what God has for you. God has a plan for you. God has a whole system set up. And I know I kind of went around (laughs) to many points today, and there's a lot more to say. But what I just want to encourage you, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you that your relationships should be year by year helping you heal. And I want you to know that if you don't feel like you are healing every year of your life, then understand you are hi- you are hiding more and more every year of your life because there's no there's no in between you're either healing or you're hiding and i know this because i i lived it i can remember hiding parts of myself hiding my true intentions lying about how i really felt about things cuz i thought it was awkward to be to be wrong or to be weak right but when Jesus talks about this dealing with sin in the church, we I just hate those words because I feel like I don't hate them. I don't think they're bad words. The only reason I hate them is because I believe our culture has done such a bad job at defining sin and such a bad job at defining church that I think that it's almost impossible for our brains to take what Jesus is saying and to hear what he really means dealing with, let's use the word brokenness instead of sin. I don't mean that to sound any any way, but I mean, to me, my brokenness is when I long for something that isn't what God has for me, okay? And so that's sin. It's brokenness. And let's change the word church out for relationships. Dealing with brokenness in our relationships, okay? That's what he's talking about here with sin, We have got to stop believing that church means something we go to. Church is a living group of connected believers who are experiencing healing and redemption that only God can give. And day by day, we are experiencing the freedom that God has for us here. We're not waiting to die and go to heaven. That would be so silly. We are experiencing the power of our God here today on this earth. And a lot of our healing comes from the relationships that God has given us. And when we are broken and we do sin, first of all, the most likely thing is that we go to someone first because we are understanding the great gift that our relationships are for us to not ever feel like we have to hide our brokenness and our sin. And the second protector is when we are off or when we are sinning, we have such a good connection of group around us that God has given us that protects us, that is there to deal with our brokenness, not to shame people and say, you're out because of this. You're out. It's to say, we understand connection. We understand intimacy. And once someone shuts that off, we don't force it on you. We'll continue to have a relationship with you, but we're not going to hold you accountable anymore because that's not what you want. And God doesn't force his love. 
God doesn't force control. So I want to kind of wrap up today, but I just want to, I know, I know, I know that part of the call of my life is to teach people the power of relationships and why they matter and how they connect to your purpose, your destiny, and discovering your own identity of who God created you to be. Okay? So I'm going to see you guys back here next Wednesday. I hope you're doing great. Bye. Thank you for joining me. As always, I love having you here. Don't forget, if you have a relationship right now that's confusing and hurtful, you can download your free relationship guide at yourbetrayalguide.com. And also, I want to encourage you to remember that God has a plan for you. He has a plan for your relationships. He has a path for you, okay? Don't forget that. As always, I appreciate it if you would leave me a review and find me on socials. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.